on last week's Irrevelations. And he says, well, who made the sea? Who stops the ocean from just running rampant all over the earth, all over the land? Which, of course, would be gravity. Job is like, I wish God would explain his judgment. And God comes down and his only response is, because I'm powerful, you dumb f***. Maybe the point is, isn't to answer the question. Maybe the point is to scare him out of asking it. The balls on God getting angry at the guy whose life he ruined as a joke. Do you know who let the donkeys go free? I did. And guess what? They fucking love it. And they laugh at your dumb cities because they're out there living amazing donkey lives. When you unzip your pants, does the whole room smell like dick? Dude, we're founding a new religion starting now. Well, it's going to be a branch of Christianity where our belief is that God is just dumb as shit. Let's let's talk about the moral of the story. Ultimately, so this is a stupid f***ing book. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. Death in the Bible for killing innocent souls are in hell now burning now. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I found something disturbing happened to me the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. um, I was at dinner with my wife. Nice little date night. Haven't really done a lot of that in the past year, as you might imagine. Yeah, yeah. We're, but, you know, I'm half I haven't done that in the past two years. Yeah, of course. Uh, So we go to this little German restaurant that we've been wanting to go to since we moved here. It's a very German little town we live in. That's interesting. And we get our little two-top table. We're sitting at it. There's a flower on it. It's cute as hell. The Germans are not known for their cuisine, as far as I'm aware. It's very protein-heavy. Or their hospitality. The food was great. The beer, they had all kinds of beers on, you know, there too, like German beers. It's it's pretty huh. good. It's not, yeah, it's not the prettiest food, but it was good. It's very potato-y and gravy-y and meaty and pickly and okay. sauerkraut-y, but oh, it's okay. great. Okay. I like okay. it. Anyways, uh, we're sitting there. We're getting some rye bread to, with butter, obviously. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, all right. To, now, to, now, now, the, I'm, now I'm starting to start forgiving the Germans for some of their things. Well, that's... We'll, <laughs> we'll go the next time you're in town. But anyway, they come out, they bring out the bread, and the guy takes the flowers that were on the table to make, because there's not, there's not a lot of space for the bread, otherwise, uh-huh. puts the bread down. And he goes, uh, he's like, I like flowers, but I like bread more. And something snapped inside me. Okay. Right? And it must be my age, I guess, even though I don't have any kids. I've hit this point where without thinking, I go, hey, man, you can't have bread without flour. And I was just like, god damn it. I it was the most dad joke shit I've ever said. Oh, I was so boy. embarrassed. And I couldn't stop myself. It just came out. I'm. You know? I, that's how I feel like I know that I'm sterile, because... <laughs> I make dad jokes too, and I ain't got no kids as far as I'm, you know, like I mean, like I feel like it's like, um, like it's like menopause for for guys. Yeah. Like now, now that it knows that I, I'm I'm swift to you, it's like you you want this part though. This is happening. You're gonna have you're, you're gonna just start making awkward awkward jokes. 
Yeah. Um, just almost to be embarrassed. Yeah. Like almost because you like it. Yeah. I, it's a form yeah, of self harm. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, mine are a little bit. I, uh, we, uh, we went to this, uh, uh, dinner date, uh, right after Charlottesville. Um, we went to celebrate. Oh boy. And, uh, we went to-, <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate Charlottesville. <laughs> them catching the guy, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. But, um, they had these tiki torches because those were still in vogue. They hadn't realized to take them away. And yeah. I was like, oh, I see the tiki. She was like, I got to go get the tiki torches. I was like, yeah, I bet you do. And she's like, no, I just, you know, I, I didn't know they were going to do that for it. I was like, listen, 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 listen. It's all cool here. I mean, I'll tell you, if there's one genocide I can get behind, it's mosquitoes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was a good cliffhanger there. Fuck up. <laughs> but I love making, I love making awkward jokes to waitresses. And that's, yeah. that, that is a new phenomenon. It's, it's awful. Well, we got free dessert, so I think mine actually had a good <laughs> effect on them. That's great. But, yeah. So, what's been going on in the news? Anything exciting? Any uh, opinion pieces that have caught your eye? <laughs> well, we've been kicking this around. Uh, uh, New York Times just released an opinion piece yesterday. I'm the head of Planned Parenthood. We're done making excuses for our founder. We must reckon with Margaret Sanger's association with white supremacist groups and eugenics. And, I mean, I didn't know this. So, I mean, I think this is one of those interesting things where, like, I'm glad this opinion piece exists. Because I did not know this about Planned Parenthood. That the founder was big on eugenics um, and white supremacy. And in many ways, Planned Parenthood may have been founded as a way of establishing like racial domination and stuff like that. Yeah. What's funny now. Okay. So obviously if she didn't found Planned Parenthood, a bunch of Republicans would be getting mad that statues of her were now being taken down. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Clearly. Yeah. 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 She's one of them. It's interesting Uh, to see what is for the most part, a liberal hero, right. You know, in some regards, um, being, you know, uh, not canceled. I hate that word. It's not real. But yeah, being uh, even though she's dead, long dead, being brought to light some of like the the worst shit that she did. And uh, you were aware of know, this, though, the, right? Like I was, and and I think a lot of Republicans. Like I grew up conservative, right? right. So I knew about this as an argument against Planned Parenthood, right? Right. The irony Which is ironic because, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw the I saw it on Twitter. And, like, the top comments are, like, a bunch of Republicans, like, see, we told you, but you wouldn't listen. You wouldn't listen. Like, oh, so now you're against white supremacy. Yeah. Which is one of the things, I mean, I get that they, I I don't, I don't, I don't, I guess I've met a few people who are genuinely butthurt about abortion. I like abortion. I think it's great. Um, The more, the more, the better. Um I like support it. Like I'm not even pro-choice. I I just like abortion. Um, yeah. But I, I've heard people, in my opinion, disingenuously like it, like they use abortion because it doesn't affect them and it has no point, and they've never had to face that challenge in their life. They've never had to make that choice. You know, um, they have enough privilege where when they get pregnant, it's on purpose. Uh, that the idea of like. Um, abortion is like oh you know it, it's only just a way to kill black babies and and minorities are the ones getting abortion so much and 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 we should stop abortion to save black kids you know and it's like well you're you don't fucking believe any of that shit that's not your fucking point don't don't, don't lie to yeah me. these are the same people that are like oh uh 
you know, immigrants coming in are taking over, you know? Yeah. Like, it's the same. They have, that's also, they're afraid of white erasure, and then they're sitting here trying to act like that they legitimately hold that belief. No, no. We want more black babies. We want more Mexican yeah. babies. That's what we like, as long as it... And it's, it's because they see it as a weak point in the cause of abortion, which it is, you know, to be fair, that despite them making this argument in bad faith, it is something that needs to be analyzed, right? Like you need to look at the racial implications of things like that and have discussions about it and, and consider whether or not, you know, it's not, it's not, that shouldn't be a taboo conversation. I you know, guess. I, I, I mean, I think in my mind, if you're asking why abortion is primarily a minority problem, I think that's, uh, you know, statistically reduced access to healthcare, reduced access to education, reduced access yeah. to birth control. So, yeah, I would expect it, you know, like. So, of course, instead of saying, well, let's get rid of abortion, the answer should be let's help out impoverished people yeah. so that they don't need that, right? Like, yeah, let's, let's make sure that they have better contraceptives. Sex Thank you, that they have access to, to education. Like, okay, obviously, the idea is not to treat this what you see as a fucking symptom all things that are provided by planned parenthood (laughs) yeah exactly exactly these fucking goobers no i i I, I don't care margaret singer not a great person but that's the problem you shouldn't have fucking heroes all right i'm gonna say you shouldn't have historical heroes because you're gonna start making up lies about them you're gonna start making excuses for their bad decisions why fucking do it in the first place let's acknowledge her for what she is a flawed human being who did something good who also had some bad ideas. How hard is that? Right? Like the, the whole worship of the founding fathers get fucked. They were a bunch of like creeps. Most of them. All right. They did sick shit, but yeah, they, they found a, a okay relatively a free it, country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they did some good things, I guess they cared about Liberty for some people. They need th- their ideas at the time. were were at least somewhat moving us forward, I guess. So we can appreciate that without worshiping. They're a bunch of fucking idiots. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I, I think factually you see, like, when you remove Planned Parenthood, you see rises in unplanned pregnancies and probably rises in abortions due to lack of, you know, and, and increases in STDs and stuff like that. Some of the shit yeah. I'm, like, trying to, like... Probably I, miscarriages, too. You know, but, uh, so, whatever. I mean, that's a that's that's an interesting thing. But I, I, I did think that some of its stuff was fucking wild. Like, um, I guess birth control was invented in part due to sort of, like, a Tuskegee experiment in puerto rico where they were just like giving people birth control without telling them that it was an experimental drug and stuff like that but if we're gonna do it do it to some puerto ricans which you know (laughs) i don't know it's not it's not a good look it's not a great look yeah i don't know anytime you're like yeah we're thinking about testing this new drug like where are you gonna do it uh mexico and uh, we we found an island where we we got a bunch of black kids together so we're gonna do it to them yeah pretty awful and also unscientific because Jesus Christ, if you're going to test out a new medicine on only like one genetic, small genetic area, like right where there's like a homogenous group, it seems like it's not going to yield you maybe. The Although most... with seeing the way Puerto Ricans breed, I, I mean that's like trying on the far scale, you know. <laughs> okay. It's like I'm not going to try obesity medication on a bunch of anorexic kids here. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to take that shit to Kentucky and find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I found a way to make it work. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, still though, probably not a good idea to signal single out a uh, vulnerable section of the a population on a territory, right? Like, 
presumably they went somewhere where like the law didn't quite apply. Yeah, you know? it would be, it would be like yeah, we're trying a new type of insulin, but it's only on Samoans. I'm like, okay, I see what you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> I see why. Oh, no. I just you might be fucking. <laughs> you might be fucking you, yeah, throw some hefty white people in there too, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What Mexicans aren't fat too? I, that's what I would say if I was if I was in charge of that science. Sure, sure. <laughs> they should they should bring you on as a research uh, guide to yeah, help them make yeah, these decisions. Yeah. I um, uh, this is just a super side tangent, but uh, good. We, used we to, need we, that was running out of gas. Yeah, somewhere. we were talking about a uh, like there's that specific type of racism that's based in statistics that is probably my, my most favorite, like, when you hear other people doing it, you know? Like, that yeah, weird trying to justify their racism, like, no, 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 see, it's math, it's math, you know, or trying to explain yeah. things, you know? Um, which we do, too, you know, like, if you're trying to explain why minorities um, maintain the majority of the abortions in this country, you know, trying to figure out sure. why, you know, you're going to make correlations, but... Um, I, one of my favorite ones was I was talking to a guy about like that Mexico. Uh, so, here's a factoid: Mexico has the highest rate of obesity in the world, really? and also the highest consumption of cinnamon on the planet. I, I think Mexico consumes more cinnamon than the next eight countries combined. Holy shit! And I think like it's the true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say if. Those two statistics kind of do go hand in hand. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Because you don't just eat cinnamon on its own. Yeah, you got to be usually fucking... like a pound of sugar with each teaspoon of cinnamon. <laughs> that's why they do it. It's all those fucking churros. That's just potent. Somebody needs to do something about that. Make sure make a planned parent that's just keeping churros out of their hands. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. You're, you know. I'm Mexican. I can say whatever that, the fuck I want. <laughs> it's, a, it's an epidemic attacking my people. Whenever I see them yeah. eat their goddamn fried ice cream and their fucking churros, I'm just like, you're killing this country. I care more about that <laughs> than I care about the fucking meth. Uh, Sierra just got a, a big container of almonds mm. that are churro flavored. Fucking white people, what? right? Yeah, it's just they're like almonds tossed in churro flavorings. Just sugar and cinnamon? I mean, what is Sugar and cinnamon. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Not, Whatever else it's is. Not in. Chur- it's not churros. <laughs> sugar and cinnamon. Yeah. It's like it's like know. it's like it yeah, says churro flavored almonds. That sounds know. that sounds like white girl bait. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Like it's oh, sugar yeah. and cinnamon. You mean churro flavored? Like I, I guess it's donut flavored. In what way? We dipped it in chocolate. I okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could almost have a point there. I don't know. Yeah, because there's like a million other things that would be considered churro flavored, huh? Just like a cinnamon donut. Is the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a cinnamon, <laughs> a cinnamon sugar donut. I wouldn't call it. I mean, shit. That basically is a churro. A snickerdoodle, I guess. God, I right? All this I don't talk know. Of churros. God, I want to fucking. I have to make some after this. It's the Mexican blood in me. It craves. Yeah. I'm like. I've a, only eaten like one in my life. What? God. Yeah. Just then, they were never around me. My I parents am, were probably afraid of them. Well, you need a special flour to make churros, so it's not something you can like just make at home unless you plan on it. I think it's tortilla flour. Churros and tortillas, if I'm not mistaken, are basically the same thing. I mean, it's Mexicans. Um, basically the same thing, but you use water what to make a tortilla, and you use milk to make a churro. Uh, I want to make tortillas. Oh, it's not worth the effort. No. This is a super... T- did, we we, we tried it. Once, we tried it. We got a tortilla yeah. press from Goodwill. We, we, that's what started. We were just walking through Goodwill looking for um, Dare shirts, you know? Uh, nice. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love cool. to wear those, ironically. Um, 
But, uh, but you you really don't do drugs though, so it's not ironic. I know, but I also but I oppose <laughs> drug legislation with every ounce okay. of my being. You know, you're an ally, even though you're not. Yeah, a yeah. drug user. I don't do drugs, but it's the same yeah. way that like I can't have you're an like, abortion, but you're like Bernie at the civil rights marches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this doesn't affect me, you guys. I'm I'm actually at the peak. I'm yeah. a, I'm a rich white Jew. I am the best. I don't think but, he was ever rich, but sure, he's rich now. I mean, this was not in the 60s. He wasn't. He was like a part-time carpenter. He was rich in the love of his friends and family. Okay, fair. I'll give you that. And also not being beaten by cops unless he wants it. Like, he could probably just shut it off. Like, all right, guys, come on. You've roughed me up enough. They're going, okay. Yeah, Um, I got my photo. What were we talking about? Sure. We're talking about making tortillas. We saw a tortilla press. Yeah. And this is not going to be interesting to anyone, but we saw a tortilla press at Goodwill. And it was 10 bucks. It was like, let's buy them. Let's make our tortillas. And it was like, by the time it took us to buy the materials, the materials were more than just buying the tortillas. Like, by the amount of flour and and, and uh, oh, sure. salt and ingredients was more money than it would cost to just, like, buy a package of tortillas. And then, like, making the tortillas fucking sucked. Like, using the press and stuff like that. Fucking let the machines do it. I don't yeah, care. that's fair. I made uh, duck fat tortillas, actually, mm. a little while ago, mm. and they did taste really good, but I couldn't get the right consistency, mm-hmm. so they, didn't, they weren't flexible enough. And they would kind of like start to crack mm-hmm. if you if you tried to wrap them around mm. some food, but they were tasty. I need to work on that maybe we'll again. We'll talk about sopapillas later. That's yeah. probably, that's probably we'll have, king. Yeah. You ever make oh, sopapillas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, when we're in Florida next, I'll make you some sopapillas. Hey, that's we're on the boat. That's like... That's like a mix of tortillas and uh, it's basically a churro. Churros. It's basically a churro, but yeah. made like a tortilla and then fried in yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes delicious. a delicious little pillow. Goes with honey, and it's churro flavored because it's covered mm. in sugar and cinnamon. Don't you mean cinnamon donut flavored? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. you got it. We're uh, this is speaking stupid. of yeah. Let's get into salt. Speaking of yeah, speaking of uh, how poetic food is, I don't know. We're starting, a, stupid starting a new book in the Bible, and this one's a yeah. biggin', I think. The biggest, you could say. Oh, God. It is by far um, the longest book of the Bible. Well, first off, let's just say this. This is the Revelations podcast, and I'm Grant DeVoist. And I'm Cole Delewski. And we're kicking off episode 130? 131. 130 was last 131. Episode. What yeah. do you know? At least this guy knows. I think that's a Yeah, so this moment. is... This is like a 120-page long book of the Bible. Definitely the longest. Um, it's right smack dab in the middle of the Bible, too. Anytime you... If you even, like, r- just roughly try to split a Bible in half and open it... Why would It's going to be in Psalms. I'm just saying, if you're opening a Bible at the halfway mark, roughly, yeah. you eyeball it, you'll get Psalms every time. It's that big, and it's that much in the middle. Well, I've heard, I've heard that fact. whole, like, yeah, like, all I do is, if I'm ever feeling down, I just open my Bible, I put a finger down, and I try to find a verse that applies to my life. I just I just, I just, just make it work. And it's like, well, if you're learning in Psalms, I guess you could almost make sense of it. Psalms is slightly different. It, I, I, I don't know. I've only read the first ten Psalms, because yeah. we obviously got to talk about the origin and all that other bullshit. So of course. I don't, I, we don't ever read that much for the first ep, because there's other things to cover. But, ugh. Awful. Uh, I mean, it seems more no, like incantations almost. I don't know. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's what prayer is. But So what's interesting about Psalms is that it is broken in two books within the book, right? So throughout it, I think there's three or four different books that are all within Psalms. And then also, it doesn't have chapters. It has Psalms. So Psalms 1, Psalms 2, Psalms 3, instead of kind of how they're set up as chapters, I would say, in the other books. A very small distinction, because by looking at it, it looks like all the other books of the Bible 
Um, I mean, maybe just because there's not much of a distinction to it, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, it'd be like trying to break up the table of contents into chapters and you're like, eh, you know, yeah, it is just the one so, thing over and over and over again. It is. And all it is, is, uh, so first, okay. What's your conception of Psalms? I did read some Google on this one, so I'm going to go into that, but you give me what you think Psalms is. The way it was explained to me is Psalms and Proverbs. And I could be completely wrong is that there's Psalms and Proverbs. And that Psalms is primarily attributed to David, and Proverbs is primarily attributed to Solomon. I don't know if that's true or not. That last bit, I, I, that's that. That was my like. If I think about it, that's what I thought. I don't know. Yeah, because Proverbs is like wisdom, and you know Solomon was the wise guy. Yeah, and then David was the singer, and that Psalms is a bunch of poems about how much to love God and like praises and stuff like that. And I thought yeah. David wrote all of it. That it was all just David's writing. I don't. My Bible's concordance says that's not true, but that was my understanding. Was that it was a bunch of songs from David, the fucking lute player. Yeah, lute, harp, whatever. They used to, right? So he has a background in music. He used, that was his job, if you remember way back, I don't know, what, a year ago maybe, mm-hmm. when we were going through David's life uh, and Saul's life. David got his start playing an instrument to soothe Saul when God sent demons to torment him for some reason. <laughs> yeah. For the <laughs> a really fucked up story. Yeah. But uh, so now with that in mind, even when he became king, presumably David, you know, he liked to kick around on the fender every now and then, break it out. Yeah. Uh, do a little wonder wall. It feels um, like if they made Randy Newman king. It's like he's just making songs about random bullshit. They're like, all right. And he's like, here's the song about what to do if you have a flat tire. And you're like, okay. So it is often presumed and in my youth growing up it was given that psalms was in fact all written by david it's all the david songs he's such a great lyricist right right such a great poet uh definitely not the facts that's not how this went down um there's a lot of evidence that none of this was written by david Mm. in fact that it was written across the centuries in all sorts of different places uh some of the most obvious reasons are David was a Southerner, right? He lived down in Judah. Um, there's many chapters in this that are written distinctively in a Northerner's point of view and use of language and colloquialisms that David wouldn't even know about. Um, there's also mentions that are clearly from after the exile, which couldn't have been the case in David's day. Um, so there's there's a lot of stuff going on in here that makes it clear that it's not all by David. What's more important because that's not a big deal, whatever. We're, we're always arguing about who the author is. What's more important is why this was written. And what Kugel tells us about this, and I'm, you know, given to taking his uh, his word on it, is that it's written basically as a prescriptive for anyone that's visiting the temple. And that you've got a different, there's all these different categories that biblical scholars have broken the different Psalms down into. Mostly they're either lamentations or praise. And then there's a few subcategories under that. Like, uh, very basically, you have very specific circumstances that you would use one of these psalms. You go to the temple, you tell the temple guy, the priest, whatever, what your issue is. He's going to be like, boom, this psalm, read that, do your sacrifice, go it, on. It does, it does yeah, because we'll get into it, but like the, the first 10 that we're seeing here, they're very specific. They cover very little content. It's just a very tiny little, I would almost describe it in my mind, reading them, as like a witch's incantation. Or like yeah. when a priest does a like, oh, this is the ward that you use to keep demons out of your closet. And you're like, okay, this it just does that. Like, yeah, yeah. I have a demon in my basement. You're gonna need a different fucking ward for that one. 
you know. Yeah. Um, and there's not a lot known about how this would have been carried out because it doesn't tell us any of that, like back in the Pentateuch. Um, it does. There's like only a couple specific rituals that it says you're supposed to say something in particular whenever you're sacrificing. So it's just kind of presumed that these were brought on and tacked on and added on as they needed, you know, different ritualistic incantations. Um, maybe the person who's going to do the sacrifice is the one saying them. Maybe the priest is saying it for them. Who knows? And, but, and some of them probably are just poems that were written down yeah. and are just in here too, you know? Uh, yeah. Because uh, there's definitely like a prayer for something specific. And then there's just like statements. Like um, uh, Psalms 1 is just a statement. Psalms 2 is yes. maybe a prophecy. Psalms 3 is kind of like a, a story, you know? It's a lamentation. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Um. Yes, and uh, one other thing, just real quick to touch on this, we, it's not that relevant, but uh, Kugel also has a big section of his Psalms chapter where he looks at uh, the similarities between all of these poems uh, to Ugaritic, Ugaritic texts, which were found, you know, they're like a Chinese older Muslims, pagan, yeah. <laughs> the old Baal type, Baal worshippers, right. um, wrote poems a lot like this with a lot of similarities enough that it's kind of like, okay, yeah, this is obviously there's, there's a, a similar ancestor, you know, right. um, even for what differences there are. So just something to, to know, kind of cool. But, uh, I guess with no further ado, let's talk about these stupid fucking poems. And, and we're going to get into a fight with the Bible pretty much right off the gate. Cause yeah. we just ended the book of Job. Yes. Hilariously, which just very clearly states that live good, live bad. You know, God's going to do what God's going to do. And it's not That's really right. related, you know. Um, and then Psalms 1 is the way of the righteous and the end of the ungodly. And that's just, is that, hmm. that's not written in there. That's just like, my Bible puts a little a little title to each one. But that's, that's their summary of this one, you know. Gotcha. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Hey, prosperity gospel's back, baby. Yeah, it's back. back. <laughs> and in contrast, that's uh, verses one through three. It's probably one of the only ones that we actually just like read, read, but uh, yeah. number four, the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Which we know is a big pile of bullshit. We just had this yep. whole conversation. Job covered all this. This is not true. So We had five fucking episodes. <laughs> I, it's so fucking funny that it's literally, you look to the left, at least in my Bible, the way it's set up, on my left page is the last chapter of Job. On my right page is the first chapter of Psalms. And they're just at odds. Yeah. All that shit we just talked about, it's all bullshit. If you're good, good things happen. If you're bad, bad things happen. Don't worry about yeah, we're all that other bullshit. We're back to feel good bullshit, for sure. Yeah. It's back to like, hey, don't worry. Like, I know that was like a total bummer of a book back there, but like, God is actually really cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. And he takes care of you. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, you know that that whole like yeah, if you're good, you know, if you if you go to church, you will get 
magic fertility dust. Yeah. You know, you'll get sucked off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You will get a miracle bank error in your favor. You're like, yeah, I know. (laughs) My favorite. Uh, Yeah. And obviously, also, if you're bad, you know, you're going to be blown in the wind, which doesn't sound that bad, but okay. (laughs) You ever been blown on a windy day? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, like, kite surfers do that for fun. So, okay. I was going to say, you've just been under, like, a a windy overpass in Kansas. Oh. Just getting blown. (laughs) <laughs> yeah totally you're like you're like because uh, it's because it's hitchhikers and you know how far it is from between towns in kansas so you know you're like hey it's 20 miles i don't know to omaha oh, okay like what are you gonna do sure you're not gonna walk you're gonna ride but you can't ride for free anyway that's basically uh psalm one it's just about uh i guess that the prosperity gospel is back psalm two on the other hand is interesting because it does sound like it's something that would be written by David and about how good he is because David really was on his own jock for sure. Is that what you um, think of Psalm two? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, Hey, I'm great. Why are all these people so shitty? I'm good. I know that the Lord's got me covered. You know, I'm special, but everyone else is bad. Like that's kind of the vibe. <laughs> okay. Cause my Bible leans into this one big. So, so basically Psalm two is like, why do the nations rage and the people blot a vain thing? Basically, why, why are people trying to attack us? Against yeah, the Lord, against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. Yeah, that it's like Jews in general, I guess. That makes you, sense. You hear that? Uh, I guess it could be Jews in general, but the only thing is, is like it's like, um, uh, I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, I will give you the nations for your inheritance. Um, Sounds like they promised to Abraham. So my Bible's like, you see, they're talking about how God's anointed and his son. So they're talking about the coming of Christ. And it's like, Uh well, God calls Israel his son several times. Yes. And I think in this instance, specifically, David's like, yeah, he's like, I'm like God's son, you know, which is a pretty arrogant take, but probably one that'll be repeated in the New Testament. Yeah. Um, so, so the idea of like, yeah, well, you know, an anointed one is kind of a term for a messiah. You know, I, I don't know. It, I mean, yeah, obviously they're going to be obsessed with trying to make that link. That's but. that's that's Psalm two. I don't know. I am God's son. I am the anointed one. People can try to fuck with me, but I will take their nations and and make you know, I don't know, globalism. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's Psalm two. Psalm 3 is when it starts into a pattern that's going to... So those two are a little bit one-offs, I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, Psalm 1 and 2. Psalm 3, we, we open into a pattern that um, now all of mine have subtitles telling you who it's by and what it's about. And what and, and some of them even recommends what instrument to play, which is kind mm-hmm. of funny. Um, so this one starts off, and it says that it was written by David or about David, maybe, when he fled from his son, Absalom. So if you remember the civil war that happened, Absalom was the one that was kind of a prick, although we did like him. So the, the story of Absalom is his sister was raped. By his bro- other brother. By his half-brother, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. A, it was a brother from another mother. Uh, Still. His sister was raped. Uh, that sort of be like, like if you raped my sister. They kind of gave him a pass, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Brother from another mother. Uh, um, he kind of gave him a pass, you know, and then Absalom bide his time and then murdered that brother in vengeance for what was what was the sister's name? I forget what the name is. It's 
we really should yeah. know this. That's a big story, but um, I forget. But Which Absalom. Is, no, I don't know. Absalom flees. David is like, oh, my firstborn son. I love him so much. I'm going to, you know, I know he murdered one of his other brothers and it's a fucked up thing. And I, I don't know. I'm going to give him a pass. I'm going to I'm yep. going to let him come back into the fold. And he's got fucking great hair. And then Absalom basically I don't know, takes that inch and and takes uh, gets that inch and then takes a mile and starts acting as like a surrogate king and then basically coos David and tries to overthrow him and chases him into the woods. They have a big battle. Absalom gets his hair caught in a tree. And David's right-hand man, who also, I can't believe I can't remember that guy's name. Who was David's right-hand man? The one that basically did everything? Yeah, he was a big deal. He was from up north, too, right? Yeah, some fuck. Because he was like the uncle of someone else. Anyways, yeah. he was like, because he was like a Benjamin. Yeah, he was a Benjamite, Benjamin, I think. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, he kills Absalom. The general. And uh, yeah. that was It was story. Amnon and Tamar were the brother and sister. Ah, Tamar. Was it yeah, Tamar? So, uh, yeah. Uh, Am- Amnon raped Tamar. Absalom killed Amnon. Right. As okay. punishment. Anyway, Two years later, he let it simmer. Yeah, so we're, um, we're, that, that, that's all the backstory, basically, is that... Psalm 3. Th- th- this psalm, Psalm 3, essentially is what David was writing as he was fleeing into the woods from his own child. And it's yeah. kind of fucked up, I don't know, especially because, like, David's sort of relationship with Absalom was kind of human, you know? Like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, my kid's doing this shit, but... Yeah, you don't want to kill him. I'll give him a pass. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be too strict with my boy. And even now that he's hiding in the woods, he's like, "Well, I hope he turns us around. I hope we have a good Thanksgiving. I hope this doesn't fuck up our Christmas plans." You know. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I, three to me is God has protected me in the past, and surely He will do again. And that's kind of the. Summation. It said he was. It said he was down, but he wasn't broken. Basically, yeah, yeah I agree. You know. And as long as I have God, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. So and it's an important lesson, right? This is written specifically about Absalom, but it's a life lesson. And in fact, Absalom isn't technically even mentioned in this. It's just letting you know that that where he was coming from, or that's the, what's at the forefront of thought when this was written, yeah. is that okay? Yeah, things get rough, but you know the tough keep going. God's going to help you out. Yeah. Yay! Psalm three. Even in my darkest day. You know, as long as I have God, I shall not fear anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, Psalm 4, kind of sticking with some similar stuff, except it's a little bit more lamenting. It's a little bit sadder, I think. It's supposed to be played to stringed instruments, if you were curious. And uh, <laughs> The Bible says the same thing. It, How do they know it, this? Is this just like... I'm assuming it's in the notes, the footnotes or whatever. Of the, or it probably is written. Of the actual Torah, or is it just like a historical yeah. evidence or something like that? Because, yeah, my Bible says the same thing, so it must be coming from the same place. Like some I think century. I think it's all from the scrolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it starts off pretty demanding, considering the Job story. It says, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Whoa. Yeah. Slow down. He's going to. Uh, you think you are? You think you're Job? He's going to tornado your family. Yeah. Um, fucking tones. But then, you know, give me relief from my distress, have mercy on me, hear my prayer, yada, yada, yada. It's This is for one that when you're in time of trouble. So I'm thinking you go to the temple, you're like, ah, yeah, my crop failed. They're like, say this one. You're yeah, going to say this, this one today. One yeah. 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 Uh, nothing I, I'm just imagining like it. a giant Zotar machine. <laughs> and they're, just like, they're just put in the corner and it's like, eh, all right, yeah, this is the way you fucking got to read. That's the one. Yeah. Thanks. Very much like that. Uh, Psalm 5, still lamenting. Right. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my lament. 
hear my cry for help, blah, blah, blah. Some sad sack shit. I, 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 I guess my other vibe on this yeah. is like, you know, God, for my Bible titles, the safety of the faithful, you know, God provide more of a, a explanation. Like, yeah, if you are faithful, God will provide you safekeeping and provide a shield around you, which again, I just read fucking Job. All right. Don't lie to me. Yeah, bullshit. And then five is like a prayer for guidance. And I and I think that's kind of, again, sort of, especially coming on the heels of Job, you know, yeah. where, where Job was just like, I wish I knew what to do. I wish God would have a message for me. And it kind of feels like, well, if you tried that shit in David's era, or I guess in Solomon's era, considering the timeline, that this might have been what they'd be like, oh, yeah, you need guidance? You want to know what God says? Here's the prayer. You just ask for it. You know, it's a yeah. prayer. And and they're perfect because they're they're like plug and play. They're vague enough that anyone can see them, but they're also specific enough that you can kind of assign them, right? That, that you can you can use them for certain circumstances. And also, I think it's important. One thing to note: this huge dichotomy between this and Job is that this is written by Levites, most likely, is what Google says, and written specifically to be used in the temple. Job didn't even have a fucking temple. Like God was more of this like uh, mysterious force compared to. When you would say these, God was in his little fucking box hanging out in there, you know? So Job had a God that was chilling in the woods. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is like the box God. Uh, that's mysterious kind mysterious of, happenings. Yeah. And he's more supportive, right? Like he's going around helping the Israelites and all that shit. So it is kind of a different circumstance. Yeah. So yeah, that one, like Cole said, it's more about guidance. They all kind of have these little themes. Um for you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. You shall destroy those who speak falsehoods. The Lord abhors the blood first, the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, like I know God hates those guys, and the next verse basically, but he loves me, and, you know, I always go to fucking temple, so... You know that is good. That sure counts I'm, for something. Make sure I'm good, right? You, you, I, I did my time. I'm gonna make you mine. Yeah, and then speaking to your guidance, it's, it's, it goes on to say things like, "Lead me in your righteousness. Make my way straight before me." Basically, like I don't want to have to make any gray area decisions. Just kind of, can I phone this one in, God? Like, can you <laughs> can just you, show me what I need to do? God, give me a sign. This is where you stand in the back of the room with your arms in the T pose, and you bounce up and down while looking upward with your eyes closed. You know. Okay, I feel a little attacked on that. One. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> when you do that. You're wearing jeans and a white button-up with shirt with holes in it. Yeah. Jeans with holes in them. And you're just like, "Uh, yeah. God, come yeah. into me. Come into me." Oh, he's got a <laughs> God. You're not going to like it. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's the gist of 5. Uh, Psalm 6. Psalm 6 is still pretty Debbie Downer, right? Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. I don't want to be spanked. Have mercy. Uh, Lord, I'm faint. Heal me. Uh, my bones are in agony. <laughs> That's how it reads to me. I'm tired. I'm tired, God. Can you? I'm in anguish. <laughs> I got an exam on Thursday and I didn't study. Uh, so this one is for whenever you're just going through it, I feel like. Yeah. Right. I'm worn out. This is the perfect verse. I'm worn out from my groaning. <laughs> Stop <laughs> fucking whining. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Jesus. I'm not, I, I, I don't know. Again, the concept of prayer isn't completely foreign to me. I might have prayed, I don't know, maybe a dozen times in my whole life. I yeah. mean, obviously those are rookie numbers, but 
you know, that, that bullshit. But like, I'm dealing with something like, oh, you need to go in your room and pray on it. I'm like, fuck that bullshit. You know, whatever. I'll try it. It just sounds like I'm talking to myself. But it, it, this is the kinds of thing. When I thought of what I should be doing yeah. in those moments, this feels like it. Be like, oh, you know, God, I have this. I didn't have any structure to it, so I didn't know. I was just like, hey, man. It'd be cool if you could get me out of this school expulsion that's coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> could you please hide the evidence, Scott? Yeah, could you please make the principal stop being such a dick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It's, What's a I, little fucking well, bob threat between bros? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever ask them that? Uh, they might have. That might no, have I, I just was like, I, like they were like, what do you have to say for yourself? I'm like, I'm tired from all my groaning. <laughs> yeah, my bed is wet with my tears. Yuck, gross. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so that's that's that. Um, seven, still kind of a lament. Um, Lord, I take my refuge in you. Save me, deliver me from those who pursue me. So this one is more, the last one was just like, I'm having a bad day. I need a boost. Right. This one is like, people are fucking with me. Help me. Yeah. This is you like know, a witch's um, curse one. You know, like, please yeah. kill all my enemies. Got it. Yeah. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity. Bring an end to the violence of the wicked. So this is, yeah, you got some goat rustlers have been taking your goats. You come pray this one at the temple and God will have them devoured by lions or some such. Oh, let the majestic. wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God tests the hearts and minds. My defense is of God who saves the upright in heart. God is a just judge, and God is angry with the wicked every day. He does not turn back. He will sharpen his sword. He will bend his bow and make it ready. And it's nice. Like, eh, I don't think he is, cool. though. The Jeffrey part- Epstein was alive and well for a long time. A long time. time. <laughs> yeah, he, he did some horrible shit without consequence. Yeah. And, I mean, all his little compadres are still running our government, yeah. so. And he died... Older than Keanu Reeves's wife. Awful. <laughs> that's true. That's an awful. If you want to compare book. things, you know? Yeah. Um, Did Jeffrey Epstein outlive Robin Williams? Because that's a true fucking crime. I want to <laughs> say that for. The- I mean, Robin Williams left exactly when he wanted to. So yeah. that's not really a bad thing. I'm all for euthanasia, <sighs> which is what I'm calling suicide now. Well, I almost want to um, uh, throw Sharon Tate under the bus. Like not yeah. plus, but like as a Under comparison, the knife, maybe compared compared to Sharon Tate, you know Jeffrey Epstein, but then Sharon Tate also yeah, dated yeah. a pedophile. So yeah, true. So got what was coming. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's gonna if you it, it says if you dig a hole, uh, you're gonna fall into it. Ha. So basically, you know, play with fire, you get burned type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Finally, in Psalm eight, we get into some happy shit. All right, we cut out the whining. And it's like a praise, Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. This is what you go to, you go to the temple and do you know what? You just had a great harvest. All right. Yeah. Boom. Knock out this banger. God's going to love it. It's going to be honey poured in his ears. Gross. Yeah. I think it's honey poured in the ears. I think that's the phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all about, Hey, you know what? You, uh, you took care of us humans. You're so great. You made us just a little bit lower than the angels, you know? Uh, What's funny is my Bible specifically makes mention of that. They're like, well, actually, by angels, they mean God, you know, because it's the word, you know, it's not the real, like, I guess angels is almost like a direct Jewish word. It's like angelus or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mine says more than God. Angel. Um, 
But they're like, well, because obviously human beings are better than angels. Angels do live up in heaven, but we're the ones that were given earth and have free will, you know, whereas angels are just servants. So, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, even though angels live forever and are magic, we're, we're, we're better than angels. No one's saying that we're below angels. No one's saying that shit. I specifically am below an angel, just so we're clear. I will never claim. Angels, if you're listening to this, nope, not me. I'm below you. Which is fair, because I saw that movie. (laughs) I saw Angels in the Outfield, and I was like, compared to Derek Jeter, you know. No. Well, I saw that movie Constantine, and the angels are scary, so I don't want to piss them off, obviously. And definitely they Um, are scary. So I don't know. Yeah, they have all those eyeballs. They're trying to backpedal that shit. I I, I think it's kind of interesting, because... I guess eight in summary is look at how good God made the earth. Yeah. He made us stewards of it. Like God gave us this whole giant fucking planet that goes a little bit west of us and a little bit east of us and a little bit north. And that's all there is to it. And look at how great it is. You know, it's some teacher's pet ass bullshit. You Um, know? Yeah. It makes me think of it. I know I'm going to rehash this old argument where you and I were in the back of a car and there was a guy in the, with a bumper sticker that said, God made humans stewards of the earth, so we should take care of it. And yeah. you're like, I bet I could find three verses that say the opposite. And I was like, why would you, though? Like, <laughs> why would that be something you why want do you to think, do? Why do you think that's going to start an argument? I don't know. I'm just, I just thinking about, like, like uh, you know, just be like, yeah, God gave us the earth. I just fucking kick over a fucking barrel of oil. I'm like, yeah, eat shit. It's my yeah, plan, and I can do what I want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just been digging holes in the drywall and stuffing shit into it. It's my room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can do that. And like the um, landlord's like, you just rent. You don't. Own it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm here now, sir. This is a uh, hostel. <laughs> You're barely allowed to be here. Who said you could fucking? I'm a steward of this hostel. All right, I'm gonna <laughs> shove my shit in the wall. I just go to every Airbnb. I'm like, we can take this wall down. Open up this window. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Denethor ass steward. Oh, sorry, you're not really Lord of the Rings head. Um, Psalms nine. All right, still praising. I give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I'm gonna tell everybody about all your sweet deeds that you do. Which, yeah, I guess you are for like the next 200 pages. Um, my enemies have all kinds of trouble because they're my enemies. The Lord reigns forever. I'm gonna sing your praises. You're in Zion, wherever that is. Apparently, modern-day Israel. I don't know. Uh, I think uh, Zion is slang for Jerusalem, at least yeah. at this point. I know it is now, but, yeah. you know, the Holy Land. But um, I, I, even now, that's what they meant by Zion. It's interesting, though, to say that the Lord is enthroned in Zion. Is that because his little box is there, his ark? Well, what More happened the to the ark? It was taken by the Babylonians, right, and never seen again? Correct. I know or somebody. It was, or, I don't no, know. Was it sacked? I want to kind of look back into it because that is one of those things. I know we mentioned it. And I thought about it because Jerusalem gets sacked a few times, but I think it's only really by the Babylonians. <laughs> is this the first time we've seen the word Zion in the Bible? I think so. I, I feel in like Psalms nine eleven. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I had to double check. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, oh, so my, I, I looked up the concordance and it says that um, Zion means parched place. It's another name for Jerusalem. Oh, it's used much earlier in the Bible. What was the first time it was used? I don't remember Zion. Uh, S- Second Samuel. It was used in Second Samuel 5-7. 
Uh, nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same as the city of David. So yeah, it's first ever references to being Jerusalem. It's just weird to me because the Ark isn't really where... I mean, I guess God hangs out there, but I feel like saying that he's enthroned in Zion. Yeah, I guess. Because it's talking about the temple. Especially when you say the city of David. But yeah, because the temple of Jerusalem, which was built by Solomon, is the throne of God, ostensibly. I mean, they can make all this bullshit that, well, you know, and they do say that, like, well, you know, as grand as this temple is, it's not like God is so pathetic that he would live here. You know, you can code it in completely gold. It's still beneath God. He doesn't live at the temple. It yeah, is just yeah. his house. He it's one of his thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so whatever. So there, there is some significance to it, but it's not like God lives in Jerusalem. And yeah. that's not what this is claiming. I'm just, I'm just clarifying Sure, sure, sure. Uh, then they said, yeah, you uh, you know, look at my enemies persecuting me. Uh, the nations have fallen into the pit that they have dug. Thanks. We keep talking about people digging pits and falling in them. Are these guys idiots? Do they do that? Like, They're if I dig a hole, I remember digging. it's there. What, what I think is weird is I don't – I mean, I think of I, – I, I'm thinking they mean like a tiger pit. You know, yeah, like a you trap. dig a hole, you put sharpened stakes down, and then you, you wait yeah. for someone to fall into it. And these I, idiots keep falling in their own ones. It seems like such a simple trap that I guess I wouldn't be surprised if it's something they used at that time. I, I don't know. I, I think of I think of it as a tiger pit, and I think of it as only having use fighting tigers, and also like in the movie Commando or something. But I just yeah. I, the idea that like people are just digging holes and leaving hazardous traps just in the woods somewhere, you know. Yeah, but then again, also like, it, it makes me think of like a modern analogy to that would be like the guy that puts the shotgun booby trap on the front door because he's worried about people <laughs> breaking all the time, and then the one day he's just like not paying it. Oh, the Amazon package is out front. Let me go get it. Like, yeah, 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 um, and boom. So got himself. I, I guess if I was living out in the woods and there's bandit kings basically living without fear, uh, I might set some traps. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Um, but I would mark so yeah, them. I would remember where they are. I wouldn't make I would so many remember. traps. Yeah, I used to do that in my backyard when I was a kid. I would dig like four foot deep holes and then cover them with like twigs and leaves. That was so much fun. So like, and then try and talk my sister into falling into them. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's Anyways. just there's just her doll like next to it. You're like, look at that. Hey, you gonna go get that? You four year old girl. There's a Johnny <laughs> Depp poster out there. You know uh, how cool. I could probably it is. kill someone with one of those if I wasn't careful. Okay, so. Yeah, that's uh, that's the gist of Psalm nine. Arise, Lord! Do not let mortals triumph. Let nations be judged in your presence. Strike them down with terror. This is asking a lot. It's kind of yeah. I mean, I guess it's a lot more nine eleven imagery now here too. <laughs> now, there's saying. something there. Um, <laughs> um, let the nations know they're only mortal. Yeah, I, I whatever. I mean, insofar, I, I guess it's the 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 era's equivalent of like, oh, God, please make it so that those bullies don't find me in this locker room. And you're like, yeah, all right. Okay. I guess we've yeah. been there, sort of. But. All right, dweeb. <laughs> yeah. Um, Psalm 10, right back into lament. We're complaining again. Verse 1. Why, Lord, why do you stand so far away from me? Come on, guys. Why do you hide in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride persecutes the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. Uh, I mean, I Can guess... Can leave that theme alone for one second? Yeah, I got like, it. I got shut it. Shut the fuck Life up. Life is bad. I mean, insofar that I, I've been there where, like, 
I'm like in a feud with somebody and I'm like, I just wish that like their dad would get cancer. And then yeah. they would have to leave to go deal with that. And then like somehow, comeuppance. And somehow they catch it, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's like, <laughs> um, you know, and you're like, yeah. And that's about as righteous as this is, you know. Oh, God, please let my enemies be cast down and let their plots run asunder, you know. And, and let all these bags of evidence from Alabama come out and overturn the election. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this does have really good, like, uh, MAGA rally vibes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But, Who was yeah. that lady that was Trump's evangelical advisor or whatever? Oh, I could see I her. I don't remember, but she sucked. They all do. Yeah. She rocks, actually, but I. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, his mouth is full of lies and threats, trouble and evil are under his tongue. He's, he's awful. He lies in wait near the villages to ambush and murder the innocent. Okay, that's just cool. <laughs> this, is, this is literally just describing my Skyrim playthroughs now. <laughs> um, well, it's like, oh, yes, the wicked. God is in none of his thoughts. His ways are always prospering. Your judgments are far above, out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he sneers at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is trouble and iniquity. I, I mean, I guess like... And this is kind of what I'm we're talking about Job. This is more like a Job verse. Yeah. It, it, compare this to the first fucking psalm. They're complete opposites. They make complete opposite points. You know, yeah. like, oh, yes, there's evil, wicked men that just wait in the woods and they beat people to death and then they rob them. And then they probably get a good rape in while they're there. I mean, they're there. You know? Yeah, they have no problem doing it either. Two birds, but one stone. And then they don't. why you need it. Huh? Here's why you need this. Okay. You need this because sometimes people are going to come to the temple and be like, yeah, there's this trouble brewing. And then you just do the one where like, oh, I know God's going to handle all the trouble. And then you've got the one where like, okay, the trouble was brewing and it's just gotten worse. And these people are like raping my goats and stuff. Mm. Then you have to do this, this prayer, yeah. right? You have to do this lamentation because like, okay, God didn't fix it. It's gotten worse. <laughs> we need one that covers that base too, right? Yeah, yeah. We got to have one. And then we got to have the one where, like, you're dying because you just got stabbed. Yeah. And it's that last Hail Mary. <laughs> God, why? I'm so sad and my belly hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired of bleeding. <laughs> I hope we get to that verse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, God, please do something about these. Don't forget these wicked guys. Please think of all these gay guys and, and, and uh, whoever we hate. Who else does God hate? I guess Muslims. Uh, Muslims, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Indians. Uh, Sikhs, yep, any kind of Indian. Yeah. Buddhists. Native Americans. Uh, us, for sure, obviously. I feel yeah. like we're topping the list. Yeah. We definitely have done uh, more against God than the Native Americans, who, as far as I know, have done nothing. That's correct. Most well, I wouldn't say nothing up. to deserve it, but. Yeah. They just, they just, a lot of them just decided to take up Christianity, which I don't like using this word, is extremely cucked. <laughs> I would, uh, we should go to like, uh, one of the Navajo reservations and just go yeah. to the church and the guy's like, praise Jesus. We just spit in his face. Be like, fucking Yeah, fuck you, colonizer. Yeah. Where's the fucking hawk or whatever the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I right. want to see some fucking coyote blood in here tonight. Well, they get to smoke peyote and stuff too, right? In ayahuasca, that, cool. that, ru that rules. Why would you go do this Christian religion yeah, where you can't even dance? What are they getting out of it? Yeah, yeah. We should we should ask a. Um, we'll have one on. 
We'll have a Native American gentleman on. Let, uh, let, let's wrap this up because I want to talk about Native Americans and socialism and the stupid stuff. Okay, good. <laughs> so that's, I mean, we, we are wrapped up. That's the end of, of Psalms 10. Uh, they wrap up their little lamentation with, oh, just so, we, just so you remember, the Lord is king forever and ever. We still believe that. And uh, I know you hear the desires of the afflicted God. Thanks. It's like kind of saying, uh, it's like in, when you write an email asking for something big and you end it with like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and thank you in advance for all you're about to do for me, that type of shit. <laughs> to me, it's like when you do an ask that's like, you know, it's sort of obnoxious, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like someone owes you 50 bucks. And you're yeah. like, hey, man, just so you're aware, you know, there is this debt. There's this thing, you know, I don't want to bother you. Just a friendly reminder. You know, you're great. Always going to love you, bro. But um, uh, this has been going on for a while. <laughs> like, Yeah. Just so you're aware, one of your kids walks by my house every day and takes a shit on the lawn. And I don't want to be it's a like, fucking Karen, but I yeah. want you to maybe do something about that. You know, just Yeah. Is there, right. Do you got any of those mountain lions or know. bears, maybe? You're, you're king. You're in control. But just so you're aware, uh, there's some kids that made fun of my bald spot. And I know you hooked up <laughs> your boy that one time. I'm just wondering if I can get a little taste. Yeah. Just the one kid. And God will. Come. God will. All right. Well, that's uh, Psalm 1 through 10. We're going to go through it a lot faster from here on out, probably, because it's not, from what I've skipped around and reading while I was doing the Kugel stuff, it's all the same shit. Um, I, I, yeah, I wanted to get into the theme and just kind of talk about what it is. I almost wonder I if we're even going to cover, like, we might cover, I don't think we're going to cover each. This is boring. This is stupid. I, I don't no, 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 no. Uh, it's going to be a might, lot of repetitive shit. We'll do an executive summary. Basically, yeah. we might just do a couple eps on this one. We'll see. Man, you know, like I'm reading some of the things and it's like faith, in, like Psalm 11, faith in the Lord's righteousness. Spoiler alert. Uh, uh, yeah. Psalm 12, God is great. Uh, Psalm 13, trust in God. I got it. Yeah, it's, it's lame. It, it, it seems like the kind of brainwashing uh, that they would just like force you down. It's like it's like those Chinese uh, Uger camps, you know, where there's just a fucking loudspeaker just blaring, you know. Uh, do they have that there? I don't know. I assume. I assume it's all the Chinese torture I've ever heard about, like bamboo strips laid on their stomach and stuff. I'm still a big proponent of this as a CIA campaign, but we don't need to get into that right now. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, that is the first 10 chapters. Again, we'll go through it a lot faster going down the road. Maybe one more episode. I don't fucking know. Yeah, we'll I see. And I don't care. I don't, you know, maybe we'll yeah. just cover the books. Because I, I, think, I think next episode we'll read all of Psalm. And, if we can and be, be ready to it, go through it, as much as we can. Because, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. There's a couple of other ones. I feel like I say that. Song of Songs is the same way, I think, um, You know, for the most part. I, I feel that way about there. But there's probably, I, I feel like this is the book. Where if you're ever looking for verses to shit on other people, you know, yeah, specifically when you see people acting like cunts, and you're like, oh, yeah. I have a little verse. voodoo spells, you know, I have a verse that's gonna reverse Uno your ass, you know, yeah, um, this is probably the book to it. So I kind of want to find those, maybe I don't know, but maybe yeah, maybe I we just all pick our favorite verses and yeah, yeah, yeah. read through them and make fun of them. That'll but work. I don't even want to. It, it, it would be all day long just to be like, yeah, twelve, God's great. 13, God's great. I, I don't care. Yeah. And I don't think it's important. Um, I don't think it's important. I don't think any of this really it's matters. It's not important. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we discuss what they're there for, right? They're there for people to go into the temple and have something prescriptive to say, right? You already have the lined up fucking cut and paste, put your little problem in this blank, and uh, God will take care and, of it. And I'm so. sure someone explains it better than me, but it also seems like just brainwashing fuel. 
Like, it exists to be something that's affirmative, you know? Like, whenever you're feeling conflicted or confronted with, like, the... I guess I'm that's how they use it now, but that's not how it's intended. You don't think that because like how how it is now? No, you're like you're like I'm feeling down. Don't worry. Here's the psalm for that. We got a psalm for yeah. that. That's how they improperly use it now, and that's part of what Google talks about is the difference between he does a lot of work of getting into the heads, and in fact, he has a different book that I want to read eventually called The Great Shift. That's almost like a neurological approach to Jewish life and early Hebrew life, mm-hmm. and so he talks about how you're totally misunderstanding this idea if you think that these are like little pick-me-ups and stuff. No, these are literal ritualistic things that are implied, that are a tool that you use when you go to the temple, you say these. Like, that's probably what it was, almost mm-hmm. definitely. And then, and then, yeah, people get all off the rails like, oh, this is a, something about, this is about Christ coming. No, shut the fuck up. This isn't part of your little... Yeah, and, and maybe there's a... I, I, I'm convinced. I mean, I haven't read it, so I'm not too set in my ways. But yeah. I'm pretty convinced that the correlations to the New Testament are coming from people who have read these books and are familiar with the stories and are, I don't know, fanficking it up. Yes, you know, it is. Oh, well, there's this one verse that says the Messiah is coming. Well, I'm the Messiah. There you go. I'm, I'm here. Well, I'm okay, here, everybody. To be f- when we get into, I think, like Isaiah and shit, it's going to be more obviously prophetic and looking forward and talking about the guy who's going to save the Jews. Mm-hmm. So then it's a little harder to deny because um, the Jews are still waiting on that guy, right? That's I would, the, I the would say split. after the Holocaust, I would be like, yeah, I don't think that was the guy, you guys. Yeah, right. I don't think he saved uh, but, the Jews much. Although, you have a point there. And I don't want to get dark with it, but considering how the Bible gets you know, where there's great punishment in exchange for great reward. I can see people making the argument that the Holocaust was the payment to rebuild, quote-unquote, Israel. Yeah, dude, the Christians literally believe that the Holocaust, while obviously not Christians in general, but like a certain sect of evangelicals, believe that the Holocaust happened to drive the Jews back to Israel, which it did, right? Mm. Like, indirectly, I mean, the, people were already trying to get back to Israel and all that. There was already, like, a movement for that. But it just pretty decisively pushed for the creation of, the Isra- you know, the state of Israel. Right. And the Christians were like, see, the Holocaust, yeah, like, God had to do it to make them go back to Israel so that the end times can happen. So, yeah, you're not even treading new ground there. Right. But we'll, this is all way down the road. We'll get to that shit. We'll, we'll talk about that more in depth, especially in the New Testament. But uh, anyway. Uh, that is the first 10 Psalms and we will pick up hopefully with a lot more of them next week. Uh, if you don't already continue to not follow us on Twitter that we don't have, but you can send us an email revelations podcast at gmail.com. Now, Cole, you want to say something about the native Americans that I'm going to regret. No, this is slight. Um, it, it was just that, uh, I saw this stupid, stupid PragerU video, and I know I said it to you, I don't know if you ever watched oh, it, no. but it was like, socialism in action, how socialism ruined the Native Americans. Okay. And, and basically, the Native <laughs> Americans were like, yeah, they were, they had this one dumb bitch, uh, yeah, who they was, can always find a token Yeah, person. like a, a Native yeah. American lady, um, who was like, yeah, we were good. We had we could we could we, we got our own food. We you had our own nations. We had our own government. 
And then socialism showed up and started giving us government meats and government cheeses and government medicines. And the meat and cheese was low quality and we started getting sick and we started being more dependent on the government. And then we stopped working because we were like stuck in this area for some reason that I'm not going to mention. I don't know. It's irrelevant. And then the government Jesus. started giving us like paychecks. So now we don't work. And that's socialism. My, my community is destroyed because of socialism. And it's like. What do you fucking don't remember the Trail of Tears? You don't remember reservations? Like, reservations were not socialism. That was capitalist nation shoving you yes. into a spot. and then For profit. And then find it easier to pay for you to just barely survive than let you integrate into America. That was That's their fucking plan. Like, what are you, stupid? Yeah, that is absolutely batshit insane. But, again... If you're watching PragerU videos, you got to already be ready for it. <laughs> but like, this is educational, you know. It's about as educational as those nude yoga videos, which are fucking up my <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> no. Uh, dude, I want to get a PragerU diploma. Yeah. Do you think they'll give me one? Do they uh, print one out? I mean, well, you already went to, like, uh, Phoenix, right? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Arizona State. <laughs>